He's done it. Yeah, what a shot. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to the new edition of Just Sports where Rahul Puri and me, Samar Khan, take you through what we feel were the happening events of the week and discuss them, dissect them and give them to you so that you can comment on them. So, hello Rahul. Hello Samar, it's good to see you in person after a couple of weeks of doing this over the phone. That's true, we are seeing each other in person and not the happiest week for Rahul but we will avoid that discussion for right now. Yes, let's just leave, leave it, leave it well alone. <laughs> we'll just leave it well alone and uh, we'll discuss other things. So, what is on the menu today? The menu consists of Liberty Media taking over Formula 1, what does it mean for the sport? We will discuss the legacy of Wayne Rooney and is he not one of the greats? Is he one of the greats? Uh, the refereeing, the abysmal standards of refereeing in the Premier League and how it's affecting results. And we will talk about week one of the Australian Open and um, it doesn't seem like any of the so-called superstars are superstars anymore. So now let's start in the reverse order. Uh, Australian Open, uh, Andy Murray, yeah. your world number one. Yeah, well, your he, boy. I suppose the the only consolation for Andy is is Djokovic has lost. Uh, yeah, at the end of the tournament, he'll still be world number one. But um, you know, when Djokovic got knocked out, I think everybody thought that. Our, not everybody, not me. Don't yeah. include me. Okay, well, don't most, include me. Most sensible people thought. <laughs> don't include that, me. Uh, Andy was gonna win an Australian Open, and um, you know, he just was not ruthless enough. I mean, he just had that, you know, that sort of wavering and, and decisiveness was missing in that final set. And, uh, you know, fair play to the to that... Um, number 50. Number 50 uh, yeah, but I tell you Zev what... Zev Rev or whatever his name was. He's um, playing Federer now. He played so, well. Yeah, he's playing Federer yeah. in the quarterfinals. Uh, I'm just saying, Rahul, that, you know, I think it comes back to the point that we, you and I were discussing, and I made that point over there, saying that I think probably the, the era of the superstar, you know, is kind of waning in tennis. I don't see this year belonging to one guy... Who's going to dominate it? You know, okay, Australian Open is out of the window. French, I don't see Andy Murray winning the French Open. Yeah. Wimbledon, Federer, Djokovic, there are other boys out there who might provide an obstacle to him. Mm. Or US Open, again, there are, I, you know what I'm saying? That I don't see one guy who's going to be like, wow, this is going to be my year. Yeah, I think I think that if, if tennis, uh, if you were the... the you know, the, the organizers of, of tennis at the moment, you'd be very worried because, um, you know, uh, Djokovic is, you know, he's struggling. in the 30s, he's, he's struggling. Federer's 35, coming to the end of his career. Nadal's, and he still pulls in the biggest crowds. I mean, if you see yeah, the Australian Open, he pulls in the biggest crowds. Nadal's coming to the end of his career. And, uh, you know, their big hope is that Andy Murray will turn into, you know, that big champion, which, you know, his opportunity was the at Australian, Australian and it, that hasn't happened. So they'll be a little worried that, you know, where are the next generation of these stars coming from? The women's game has got a similar problem. Serena was, you know, untouchable for such a long time. Um, it looked like Kerber, like Kerber would be there, uh, but she's lost again. But she's lost and she was, you know, she, she could have lost, quite frankly, any of her matches. Um, she was very, very shaky throughout the tournament. So, you know, tennis has got a problem. And where where is that? Where are the big ticket sellers? You know, where is that, that emerging superstar coming from? Because you can't see them at the moment. And I think that, you know, at the moment, the crowds are coming back and seeing Nadal and Federer. And, you know, there's a little nostalgia attached to that. And, you know, everybody's thinking, oh, this might be the last time. This might be the last sure. time. But if you get to 2018 and you they're don't not have around... Anybody. 
Um, who's going to come and watch? Yeah, I don't see them. I mean, that's, I think that's worry. the problem that, you know, we had brought it up in, a, in our earlier podcast also that the, the era of the superstar is gone. You know, there was one guy who used to sell tickets. I don't see that kind of titanic not, rivalry. So, no. for example, I mean, maybe not one guy selling tickets, but there used to be like a Federer-Nadal rivalry, sure, the Joko-Nadal or the Joko-Federer. There's nobody out there. I think there. the bigger issue is one of consistency. There, there doesn't seem to be any of the emerging guys who have enough consistency to be able to get ranking points, get up the 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 ATP rankings, and then deliver in the Grand Slams. You know, that's what makes a superstar. A so, superstar is a guy who's that, consistent. who is consistent, right? Who does well in, he may play lots of tournaments, he play, may, may play very few, but when it comes to the big tournaments, they switch it on and they're consistently semifinals, finals, semifinals, finals. This sort of this new crop of guys, you know, they, they, they can, you know, probably race to the final, but they're almost as likely to get knocked out in round two or not round three. And that's a real There's problem. no fear factor left. Yeah, that's you know, a real there's problem. no fear factor left. So, yeah, that's a problem. You might once again have, like, the oldest champion. I mean, it's Federer's great chance to win the, the Absolutely. Australian. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to have a better chance to add to that uh, grand Elusive. slam. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think this is a real opportunity for him, and I, I can't see... And it would be a great it, way to say bye. And wouldn't it be great to see him versus Nadal in the final? <laughs> that would be great, actually. Yeah, Nadal has many obstacles to overcome before that. Yeah. But yes, that's that's what the Australian Open is looking like. So we'll talk about the Australian Open once the finals are over and who won it. Uh, but talking about another star, superstar, what kind of a player, Wayne Rooney. 250 goals for Manchester United. But, you know, there's something about him. And being a Manchester United diehard fan, I still can't think of Wayne Rooney as my star, as my superstar. You know, I would still... There's a George Best, there's a Cantona, there's Bobby Charlton, there's Ronaldo, there's David Beckham, there's Ryan Giggs, who are still far above him, you know. Is there something, Rahul, I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me that, does he get the raw end? Even Zlatan came in an interview, said today that, you know, I don't know why they gave him the raw end of the deal. Mm. But Rooney is, there's something missing about that aura of Rooney, even though he's the highest scorer. So I think that um, there are a couple of elements here. I think that, I personally think that Wayne Rooney gets sometimes doesn't get um, the kind of appreciation that he deserves. He's a very fine footballer, um, and that's coming from a Liverpool fan, and I can't stand the man. But um, I, that's I think coming that, a lot actually. Yeah, Ex-Everton, Ex-Everton, Ex-Everton. Yeah, yeah, um, but there are two things here. I think that Rooney's career um, uh, sort of spiked when he moved to United, and United were that sort of all-empowering sort of force that they were, but. He came in at the end of that, right? He came in at the end of that run. Um, and, you know, he's also been associated with now the last sort of three or four years of United not really doing very much. And also um, he had Ronaldo to reckon with. Right. And when he was at United, there were lots of other sort of stars around him. He wasn't, he was the main man in terms of scoring goals, but perhaps he but wasn't. But I think Ronaldo took it over, you know, Ronaldo's Yeah, Ronaldo aura. was there, but then after Ronaldo, Robin Van Persie was there, so... You know, and that was a, a bunch of people sort of took over that that superstar mantle. The other thing that that I think affects Wayne Rooney's legacy that much is his time in England. I think that is also something that people will always point to. That you know Rooney's never really done it For in England the big tournaments yep. at the big tournaments, and you know England have have consistently failed under his leadership. Um, 
you know, he's he was their best player. He was their best. He's been their best player. And I think for, that's what Ronaldo, you know, achieved with the European crown. That he achieved that that country glory. Yeah, and, that matters a lot for legacy. And and you know, you you do have to understand that that um, that. The other guys that you were talking about, you know, the, the other Manchester United greats, they've seen great success with England as well, you know. They've seen great success at club, they've seen great success at, at country, but perhaps that's something that has and also, I think, and also, I think Rooney is not... I mean, I just feel that the media is also unkind to him because he's not a great talker. Yeah. You know, he's not someone who's media savvy. He is not, at the, at the sound of sounding a little... Uh, Superficial. He's not the best-looking guy. Sure. You know, I mean, I think all that combines in today's era. Absolutely. Of, of how you build a personality certainly. or build a persona. Certainly. I haven't seen ever Wayne Rooney take off his shirt and show his six-packs because probably he doesn't have them. Well, you know, and, and... I don't know about that. I mean, he's a supremely fit guy. Yeah, but, but I mean, my point... image of Ronaldo, yeah, yeah. the chiseled image of a Ronaldo but, or a Zlatan or I, I a Pogba. Think, I think my point with Rooney is, is that perhaps he's not that package. Um, perhaps he's not that he's not a, he's not a particularly interesting guy. Let's exactly. Let's I mean, let's, let's face it. Um, and you know he doesn't have a glamorous lifestyle. He's not um, someone you know. He used to. I mean, you know, with with when he was um, when yeah, he was he much younger. He had a younger, wild lifestyle. When he was much younger, glamorous... but you know, he's he's and now I think that he's a he's, lad from England. Right now, I think that you know the English media, quite frankly, are are um, very quick to elevate somebody, and they're 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 almost. Um, very equally quick, quick to just drop people down um, very quickly. And I, I think that with Rooney's move back into the midfield um, over the last couple of seasons and, and this this story of his diminishing it almost, prowess... It, it almost seemed like that he was just being made to play so that he could get the record. Yeah. It almost seemed like the couple they that, okay, you keep playing till you get that record, you know, and... And I don't see Rooney continuing at United for very long. Yeah, because but, I he's mean, got the record. And I, again, you know... They, they were losing to Stoke, but and it was Rooney that popped up and scored that goal. What a wonderful goal it was! Um, you know, so um, I, I wouldn't like. Like I said, I'm very skeptical about people writing off Rooney. I, I think that Rooney at the moment is Manchester United's heartbeat. I think he's Manchester United's heartbeat, and I don't know how long that will continue and, and how long Mourinho continues to find a place for him and doesn't replace him or anything like that. But um, you know, I think that once Rooney retires, people will look back at him a lot more fondly than perhaps exactly. during so, his playing. Yeah, game. maybe his legacy. History would be kinder to him than the fans are currently, or the world is currently moving on. Uh, continuing with the Premier League, uh, Rahul, the refereeing. The Arsenal game, the City game. You know, two dubious decisions. In the City game, because the player does not go down, he doesn't get a penalty. Sure. And in the Arsenal game, an offside decision which should have preceded the penalty. Sure. Doesn't you know, given. doesn't is not given. I mean, the refereeing is abysmal. And my, my, my problem is that the referees are not accountable. And there is no... It's affecting games now. It's affecting big results. And these were big results. So I think there... Again, I think there... We've, we've spoken about this before. But I, I think there are two elements here. I think that, A, we must all appreciate that you know, it's it's become much much harder for referees to do their job. It's absolutely the way that people play the game these days, um, the kind of simulation that goes on. Um, it's very hard for for people to. But then to play we should the take take technology, bring in technology. Agreed. And and I think though that that you know football is going to have to start to look at how it uses technology a bit. And I know that there's a reluctance to do that because it breaks the game up and stops the flow and and stuff like that. No, but, but these are big decisions. But know? yeah, I mean these are big things, you know. 
And, and so imagine what? And imagine happening in a World Cup final. And, and so what if a referee takes, you know, 20 seconds, 20 30 seconds, seconds or a minute to replay an incident back before because, he gives because a decision? Because, like you, like, like you were discussing earlier with me, you know, there are certain decisions which are okay. They are matter-of-the-fact decisions. Sure. They happen. But these two decisions, imagine if they had happened in a World Cup final. You know, absolutely. And, they I, would have and I, think that, I think that, you know, offsides that lead to a goal, um, a penalty, a red card. A red card. These are big I don't decisions. think that anybody should, just, you know, ups, be upset with the fact that a referee says, you know, hang on a minute. I want to see that once again before I make it. And, and get the help of yeah, technology. And, and get the help of, of like a third referee or a fourth referee. Or a fifth who referee. plays it back I mean, There's the fourth you. official standing right next to the managers. I yeah. don't know what the fourth official does. He, well, at the moment, he just gets shoved by Arsene Wenger. Shoved by Arsene Wenger yeah. or by somebody else or Mourinho spits on him. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's just, I, I just feel that that... That that would take a lot of sort of the pressure out of making these decisions, and then you won't see very sort of really really unsavory incidents like Arsene Wenger shoving the fourth assistant. And he had a point. I mean, he had he had good reason yeah, to do that. He may he may have had a point, but I don't think that there's any reason that uh, yeah, a manager Raul, puts I mean, his hands no on, Raul, on it's a fourth. It's about emotion. I think that's really wrong. It's wrong. I understand, but it's understandably wrong. I don't think that. I don't think. I, that I, I don't think it's understandably wrong. I, I think. That, no, I, I think so too. I, mean, I, I, I think, think I, I would have done the same thing. I, I think mean, that there's a certain. Yeah, I agree. But there's a it's certain amount passion. of professionalism that you must have. Yeah, but the professional. You can't go around shoving referees. But the professional, especially because he has made the decision. What are you shoving him for? He's well, he got punished for it. So take him, yeah, take well, him to jail for well, it. Good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, quite frankly, that he got punished for it. But no, I mean, I want to see um, football be proactive to try and make the referees' jobs easier. It just seems to me that they're just trying to make it harder and harder and harder by this reluctance of to trying to... Technology, technology, to use technology. Is, is, um, and it's available. Just use it. It's and, available. You know, at the end of every football match... Um, the pundits in the studios that then go out and call the referees all the names in the world, they have the luxury of seeing these, you know, dissecting these things over and over and over and, and over massive, again. And that technology is available. Why not allow the referees to have a look at that and then make the calls? Yeah, I think it's time for technology to come into football because the refereeing is leading to results being changed and <clears throat> it's high time they do it. Okay, moving on to our last topic. Liberty Media, Raul. They take over Formula One. So what does it mean for the sport? Yeah, the end of Bernie. Bernie's going to retire a multi-billionaire. Yeah, the announcement today, $8 billion is what they're acquiring. He's a multi-billionaire. For. Yeah, Bernie's going to be a very rich man. But he's no longer going to be the single sort of guy that yeah, runs that's a, I think that's, that's a good thing, you know, because it is almost like a dictatorship that was being run at Formula One. Yeah, and I think that, that you know, a lot of people will see that as... A very positive thing, I think, for the sport. Um, yes, Eccleston's influence has diminished over the past couple of years, but I think that you know now the question is, what does Liberty Media do with it? Formula One is a huge property everywhere around the world. Do they um, set up a committee to run it? Do they set yeah, up and it's a, a board I mean, I mean, to run it's a, it? It's a very big deal that Liberty Media have done, and you know how do they? Are they going to expand it? Are they going to? You know, place more value because on it. Because it's also a how very expensive now, sport. How do they now recover this money that they've put into And also it's a very expensive sport. It. And there has yeah. been diminishing returns in terms of audiences Absolutely. and sponsorships. You know, the- Absolutely. And I think that, you know, as we've seen with FIFA and the World Cup, um, Liberty Media will be now saying to themselves, well, I've paid $8 billion for this. Um, how do I expand the reach of this? How do I expand the footprint? So will we see a bigger championship? 
um, to, for them to sort of try and recover the money? I don't know. I mean, I think that it's um, an interesting time. We probably won't see uh, much of it until next season. Absolutely. Um, but um, it's an interesting time for Formula One. Yeah, because Formula One, like I said, I mean, it's been diminishing. There are there have always been cries about, you know, how expensive the sport is. Where all will they take it? I mean, India didn't work out as a destination. Yeah. The the other countries are there is a certain amount of saturation because yes. it's it's and low there is certain because it's such a premium sport. There are there are only certain countries that you can go to. I mean, exactly. You know, how much of sort of third world countries can you can take you this actually sport go to? I mean, Africa is one continent they don't yeah. even go to. Agree. You know, so yeah, it's going to be interesting for that. And uh, the hockey league starts. Uh, it's already started, and we're going to discuss it in detail. Let a few matches happen. So yes, we will be discussing the hockey league uh, for next time. We'll have much more to discuss uh, next time. So for this edition of Just Sports, this is it. I hope you enjoyed it. We love your feedback, guys. I and mean, it's interesting to keep hearing from you and engaging with you. So if you want to be a part of Just Sports, please, uh, you know, write to us on Twitter. I'm at Samar Mumbai Khan. Rahul at, is easier. At Rahul Puri. Yes, so at Rahul Puri, you can, you know, write to us and we'll be happy to engage with you and get you on board. So, yes. If it's a penalty, it's a goal or it's a boundary. We're going to cover it for you on Just Sports. So till then, keep listening, be happy, be safe. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.